0: Darkstead feels wilder than ever, doesn't it? After our last meeting, I've been worrying about Ray. That anonymous caller really shook him up. It'll be hard for him to trust Silver now. There's only one way to put Ray's mind at ease. Proof beyond a reasonable doubt that the Reverend's parishioners are missing. Let's find out what his next move will be.
1: Will you stop pacing? It'll be a miracle if you don't wear away the floor.
2: I could do with a miracle right now.
1: We talked about this. That anonymous caller gave you a lead. You don't need a miracle. You need facts.
2: I want to be sure. It's finding the time to check. Silver said we didn't have the resources to work on any case other than Dana's right now.
1: That's what you're fixated on? You found two missing people's possessions in his desk after he convinced you they weren't missing. True. True. And it's not as if he's opened up to you when you've given him so many chances. He hasn't let me in. Not even a little bit. But most importantly of all, if he's been lying, then you have to investigate. You can't continue working together without knowing for sure.
2: Ugh! It's been driving me crazy. Why would he lie? He searched for Timmy and Eleanor, but why ignore the disappearance of two parishioners?
1: How about this? We let the cards decide.
2: Who's the guy with the weighing scales and the sword?
1: The justice card. And he's reversed. How interesting.
2: What does it mean?
1: When reversed, it implies that there are higher powers at work pulling the strings. Their decision-making defies logic or rationale. Hmm. I'd say you're being kept in the dark on purpose. heck? The truth will be revealed when the time is right.
2: I don't want to do that. I don't want to wait or be lied to or follow orders blindly.
1: What are you saying?
2: I've taken a back seat for too long. It's time to find out the truth for myself.
3: We didn't end on the best of terms the last time you were in this office.
4: It's a stressful job.
3: You never share what you truly feel.
4: I don't need to. Or have to.
3: (sighs) Ah, what a clam you are, Nathaniel. Okay, we won't talk about it. Updates.
4: You'll be happy to hear that we've got a strong suspect for Dana's murder.
3: By we? You're including Ray? Yes. Good to hear your sharing.
4: But only so much. On your orders.
3: The missing people business.
4: Their belongings are in my desk. It doesn't
3: feel right to... To keep the town safe? People sane? The focus on Dana. Attention away from the fence.
4: This isn't like Timmy or Eleanor. These people don't have families. If we don't act... And more people disappear. They won't. Why would two sane people who've lived here all their lives suddenly drop everything and break through the perimeter into the forest? They know the rules.
3: They probably wandered too close.
4: I don't buy it.
3: I've spoken on this topic enough. Now, my request from last time. I know you've done nothing.
4: Find someone else. I can't do it.
3: Oh, I think you will. But no ifs, ands, or buts. Get to work. And Nathaniel? Remember to take a shovel.
2: Do you recognize these items, Reverend?
5: Tuning fork belongs to Mrs. Miggins. She used to tune up before choir, and that is Mr. Ball's lighter.
2: And it was you who dropped these off at the sheriff's office?
5: Yes, a concerned neighbor found them. Why are you and Silver investigating now?
2: Actually, this is something I'm following up on my own. I'd appreciate you not mentioning it to anyone.
5: Of course.
2: Tell me about Mr. Bull and Mrs. Miggins. Did they act out of character before they disappeared?
5: No, normal as ever. They were neighbors, actually. Lived out right by the northeast fence. One of my helpers would take them home after service. They were older people. No family.
2: Can I ask why you're talking about them in the past tense?
5: Oh, my. Was I? Oh, dear me, Sorry, but I, I tend to fear the worst these days.
2: Why? We, we might find them.
5: Yes, you, you might.
2: So, why are you convinced they're gone for good?
5: What do you know about the forest? About what lies beyond the perimeter vent?
2: I've heard the rumors about Silver going but-
5: Not Detective Silver. Something else. <laughs> I must sort out that draft.
2: <clears throat> uh, you were saying?
5: When I arrived here many years ago, and via the river, I may add, I'd heard about that forest. About something living in there. Something very dangerous. Of course, like everything else, I took the rumours with a grain of salt. Then, one evening, walking home from a service, I saw it for myself. What did you see? Heard it before I saw it. Strange, laboured breathing, the gasps, raw and dry. Then, when I looked over, I saw grey, mottled eyes staring at me through a gap in the fence, nodding, beckoning me over, but I walked on. I had the strength of the Lord on my side.
2: Holy heck! What was it?
5: Years have passed, and I'm still not sure. Some locals refer to it as the creature.
2: So this creature, did it follow you on its side of the fence?
5: Yes, but it couldn't get through. I could tell it wanted to cross over, but something held it back.
2: I wonder why it couldn't, or or hasn't, all these years.
5: It would be easy enough, and with all the missing fence panels, it's had plenty of opportunity.
2: You think something else stopped it from crossing? Perhaps. Did you tell anyone?
5: Of course, I I told Detective Silver what had happened and he asked me to keep it to myself. Said he and the mayor would deal with it.
2: Silver and the mayor know about this?
5: Yes, and it's clear they haven't kept their promise. They never have. So you see, Officer Marshall, I don't hold out much hope of seeing my parishioners again.
4: Can't believe we have to go all the way out to interview Aang again. It's been a hell of a morning. Let's just hope he's in. What's up with you? You haven't said anything in the last 30 seconds. Thinking.
6: Afternoon, folks. Hope you're keeping safe out there. More stormy weather is
2: on the horizon, but before all that, just a friendly notice that no magical beings are to leave the
3: area as per orders of Darkstead's Sheriff's Office.
1: That's right. And as we say every week, keep away from the forest perimeter. It's here for our protection and for yours.
4: Why do the radio announcers say magical beings can't leave the area? Sheriff made the call last night. Ban is already in place. Said he didn't want our perp to flee. And is it true what they said?
2: About what? About the perimeter. That it
4: protects us? Yes. From what? Danger. What do you and Mayor Agnes talk about? Excuse me? At your meetings. What do you talk about? We discuss a lot of things. You like her? What difference does it make? If I do or do not.
2: Just wondered if you two were close?
4: She's my boss. I thought the sheriff was our boss. He is, and so is she. What's with the twenty questions? If there's anything you want to tell me, now
2: is the time. What? No. So there's nothing? No information you're holding back from me.
4: Why would you ask that? (sighs) Forget it. Forget I asked. All right, we're here. So, this is Ang's file. It's thick. He's been arrested for disturbing the peace, assault, running for in a full moon. None of these come close to the amount of times he's been arrested for theft. Really. And word on the street is he's been flashing money and all sorts of fine wares lately. Stuff he didn't have a few weeks ago. Huh. Right. And he's the only werewolf without an alibi on the night of the murder. Our purpose is to get a swab from him, but he won't give up his DNA easily. I'm betting it'll match the tooth we found at the crime scene. What the hell do you want? I'm busy. It's good to see you too, Aang. We're here to talk. (sighs) If this is to do with Dana... You're so perceptive. It is to do with her. (laughs) Great, you find it so funny. Laugh too hard, your teeth might fall out. What? What do you mean? Your teeth. You're missing one. I've got a lot of missing teeth. All of us do. Hazard of being a werewolf. You see Dana on Saturday? Yes. (laughs) No. Which is it? I saw her when she was alive. So did you meet her the day she was killed?
6: You're trying to confuse me. I can't remember the day
4: I was there. What time did you leave?
2: Bang. We want to know what time you left Dana's. Okay, Ray. Take it easy. 8 p.m. But she was dead by 7.30.
4: I can't remember. I don't keep track of time. That's a human thing. Talking of time, that's a nice watch. Oh, Thanks. You're looking good, Aang. I'd say you've got new clothes, new shoes, but the same bad attitude. Gotta say, that watch looks familiar. Dana had one just like it. It was a gift from her. There's just one problem. Dana never gave gifts, especially to beings she saw as inferior. What did you say?! You heard
2: Uh, Nathaniel? I'd back off.
4: You're no better than me! Look out!
7: Sheesh, he's fast! He just went
4: for you! Help me keep the door shut. I hope it was worth it. It was. Another tooth? tooth equals a possible match to the tooth back at the station. Let's get going.
2: A few days ago you said if a magical being was responsible then Darkstead would be impossible to live in.
4: I don't know what kind of cop you want to be, Ray. But we don't get to pick and choose who our criminals are. You think I want magic folk to experience the amount of hate I get? No then follow the evidence. It's not like this is the worst I've faced. Really? What else?
8: About time. What's up? Guess who caught our fence perp? Me. Caught him red-handed.
4: Nice work.
8: Uh-huh. And it's a familiar face. You ready to interview another unreasonable local?
4: You kidding? That's all I do. We'll be right there.
8: You mind if I sit? It's been non-stop all day. Sure. What's going on? I've heard too much gossip. Juicy. <laughs> Scary. You know the latest about Eleanor Willard? I-, I thought she was keeping a low profile and staying home. No, Kirk found her by the fence again. That's five nights in a row.
1: What's she doing out by the perimeter?
8: No idea, but her behavior has Kirk spooked. Won't talk about where she went. Won't talk at all, actually. Something's not right. But stuff
1: like this has happened before. It's not like she jumped. It's okay. No, it's not. I misspoke. Cass, It's been a long
8: time. I don't expect you to remember every detail of what happened. You want to talk about it? What is there to say?
1: Come on, you never unload on anyone.
8: They were my world. And to replay the same day, over and over in my head... That must be hard. It was. It still is. The day they died. I remember the hollow knock on the classroom door. The look
4: on Silver's face when he told I'm me. Sorry, Rosario. Please,
8: come with me. The walk to our house to collect my things. The walk back to my new foster home. It's weird how I have trouble picturing my mother's face. But I've never forgotten her scent. Soap and carnations. She was lovely. Remember the parties we used to throw? And my quinceañera that June. (laughs) Now that was one hell of a party. People talked about it for weeks afterwards. My mom made such an effort. Sometimes I think she was under too much pressure. She changed so much before it happened. Maybe she was going through some stuff. Maybe. It's the same with my dad. His face fades, but his music lives on. He was so talented. I'd always know when I was halfway home because his music would ring out from the porch, following me all the way to the front door. I'm so sorry. Nothing to be sorry about. It's not your fault. It's kind of ironic. What is? That fate took my parents but didn't take Eleanor? She was given back to us. Like a bad
1: penny. That's one way of looking at it.
8: I wish she'd never come back.
1: I'm sorry you have to deal with this all on your
8: own. But I'm not on my own. I've got you.
4: Romeo had Juliet, Bonnie had Clyde, and the perimeter fence has you, Dylan. You gonna start answering questions, or do I need to throw you in a cell?
2: Why is he whistling instead of talking?
4: Ask him. There's no log in spending time with the fence, Officer Marshall. And I'd prefer it if the vampire didn't make threats. Why are you answering to me? Oh, he won't talk directly to me. If he's scared of you. He's not. Just belligerent. I'm afraid, Officer Marshall.
2: I want to finish up the interview alone.
4: Excuse me? He won't cooperate with you here. I'll take over. All right. Dylan's a waste of space. Hope you can get more out of him.
2: Why are you messing with the fence? I treat the perimeter with the respect it deserves. That's not what I asked. Why are you removing the panels? Because, I was asked. By who? (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know? People have gone missing. Died. If you're working with someone that... Dana's death. Now that's the kicker. You have information on Dana's murder? The focus has shifted. I know this won't be happy news. Mm, bad for the plan. What plan? You're not making sense. In fact, have we met before? Oh, this is the first time we've met. Are you sure?
7: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: I'm not going to play these games with you, Dylan. I'm charging you with vandalism. (laughs) Won't make a blind bit of difference. Good luck, officer. You're going to need it in the next few days.
4: Is Dylan insane? He's removing panels for no reason and putting the town in danger. What do you think? But there must be a reason. Who could he be working for? Probably the voice that lives rent-free in his head.
2: But he hinted that something bigger is coming our way. He mentioned a plan.
4: Listen to me. Dylan's crazy. He has no plan. No big ideas. Just free time. Way too much free time. Uh, Ugh.
8: Better make yourself scarce, honey. Kirk Willard's here about Eleanor.
6: Kirk, we've known each other a long time.
7: She's changed. I'm telling you, this woman ain't the same one I married. She doesn't even like to cook anymore.
6: We can help.
7: How? She doesn't sleep. She doesn't eat. She doesn't go to church. How do you think this makes me look? People are talking. You think the Lord is going to accept me into heaven with a wife like that?
2: If Mrs. Willard's sick, you should take her to a doctor.
7: She's cursed. And I bet you have something to do with it, don't you, vampire? Kidnapped her and uh, drank her blood in your lair like the heathen you are. The stories
4: you tell. The theories you have. You're a real raconteur,
7: Kirk. What did you say to me? A raconteur? What is that, huh? I won't have this uh, this disrespect from you.
6: Let's talk this through.
7: I'm done talking. You're on the devil's side! And I'm disappointed, Ike. I expected some loyalty from you over these heathens. And you ought to be careful, detective. I've got friends in this town. Yeah. You won't be around here for much longer.
6: (laughs) Boys, come into my office. You feeling all right, Sheriff? Why do you keep asking that? Of course I am. I'm a little... You're sweating and... Do me a favor and stop it, boy. I don't have time for your mothering. I've come to a decision. With Kirk on the rampage, I think it's best Silver keeps a low profile. What about the case? Ray will be the face of the investigation from now on. (laughs) Heh! Really? I'm afraid so, boy. I'm afraid so. You can't give Kirk what he wants. This isn't about what Kirk wants. It's about what I think's best for the case.
4: You expect me to lie back and relax at home while a killer walks around free? Of
6: course not. I want you to work with Bernice on the business Agnes has set. This is not You don't have a choice. You got to do what's best for the town. That's your job. There's a spare shovel in the hall. Now, I may not be feeling my best these days, but I'm still in charge here. Silver, get going. Ray, you bring me up to speed. No arguments. Hurry up, Bernice. I want to get up there sometime
4: tonight.
8: Don't be so cranky. I got to find our shovels. Silver. Silver. Hey, it's Rosario. Got a minute?
4: Sure. What's up?
8: Eleanor's gone missing again. Kirk was in the diner five minutes ago looking for her. He didn't want me to ring it in, but...
4: I get it. Where is he now?
8: Out looking for her. Be careful. He's rounding up... Don't
4: worry. Leave it with me. Ready. Let's go.
8: I gotta say... You're handling this demotion a little too well.
4: Not a demotion. It's a reassignment.
8: I heard the radio. We gonna look for Eleanor?
4: She can wait. What we need to do... can't. (sighs)
8: So nice to finally bring you out here.
4: I've been to the perimeter plenty of times. Hand me the shovel. How many did you say there was?
8: We got two piles of buns here, and then a further three a mile further south.
4: Jeez, there weren't this many before.
8: (sighs) I'll say, I've never been so rushed off my feet.
4: When did we start getting more? Two weeks ago. Around the time Eleanor went missing. (gasps) What's that? It's coming from over there. Come out, Darkstead police. Why did I leave my gun at the station? You have a shovel, you'll be fine.
8: The hell I will!
4: (gasps) Eleanor! Don't get too close!
8: Why is she staring at the fence like that?
4: Can you hear me, Mrs. Willard? Eleanor? Eleanor, can you turn around? Bernice, Radio Kirk and tell him we found his wife. Mrs. Willard, can you speak to me?
8: Kirk will be here in five. She moved yet?
4: No. This isn't good.
8: Makes you wonder what she's staring at.
4: looking for.
0: Talk about creepy. There's nothing wrong with a late night walk, but along the perimeter? Why would Eleanor do that? Makes you wonder if she's going there of her own free will. I can't help but feel things are going to get a lot worse before they get better, don't you?